Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am Miss Marcy. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much and welcome. And to all of my continued listeners, please uh, continue to support and listen to this podcast because I really do appreciate it. And I love your comments and um, emails and things like that. So kudos to my crew, okay? Um, and I always say that you could be listening to any podcast, but you choose to listen to this one so far that I do appreciate you guys. All right. So this is what I want, what I want to get into. I started to put this in my other podcast, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this, this a separate podcast because I didn't want to make the podcast too, too long by adding this. So I wanted to talk about the Janet Jackson documentary. Okay. It aired on A&E and also on lifetime on friday and saturday night and i want to say that um i thought it was pretty good i thought it was pretty good she addressed some things that you know people have been talking about for years like about her having a secret baby by james debarge or whatever so yeah she 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 basically spoke up and here's my thing well, first of all, did y'all get into it? Did y'all watch it? You know, um, so, um, like I said, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, here's my thing. Janet Jackson is 55 years old and I honestly feel like this was the perfect time for her to do a documentary or something, you know, documenting her life or whatever, because she's 55 and at 55, you know, you've, you've gone through things, you've, you've seen some things, you have a story to tell, you have maybe a a few stories to tell, but it's, it's to a point where, yes, it's, it's time where you can actually confess to some things or, you know, basically, like I said, you've lived a lot and then she's had a child and everything. So yeah, she's gone through some things. She's been married a few times. And so it's like, yeah, she has, she has a story to tell. And, and like I said, I think this was the perfect time to tell her story because she's, she's at a, she's a woman of a particular age. And, um, that's when, that's when people do it. They, they, you know, wait till they get in their fifties or sixties or sometimes seventies. And, um, so yeah, so, uh, the documentary from what I understand, it started to, it was started, they started, um, started back in 2017 from what I saw and, um, but the footage that they had, some of that was actually started years prior, um, by her ex-husband, uh, Renee or whatever. But, um, I thought it was cool how they, um, put everything together. So, you know, the Jacksons were a big deal in my parents' generation and in my generation and even the generation after mine. The, the Jacksons were just a big damn deal. Now, I think they were more of a big deal in my generation and in my parents' generation than the generation after that. But the generation after um, my generation, they still knew about the Jacksons. But I don't think the the um, the impact was as, as, as you know, as, as it was with my generation and my parents' generation. So, um, that family 
was just, I mean, I think they were like the first black family to, you know, become that, that famous. Um, and you know what I was wondering when I was watching the documentary, since Michael Jackson is noted as the king of pop, why hasn't Janet been considered maybe like the princess of pop or something like that? Um, and I'm not just saying that just because she's his sister, but I say that because I mean, she is just, she has the credibility. I mean, to, to be deemed uh, something of that nature. I, I don't, I don't know. Or maybe I'm, I don't know. And I will say this, I don't like the comparisons uh, to Beyonce. I don't like people comparing. I, I remember one point people were comparing Beyonce and Janet and things like that. And I'm like, you know, Janet is a legend and you know what I'm saying? Well, here's my thing. Beyonce is great. Don't get it twisted. Beyonce is great in her own right. And, but Beyonce is for another generation. Janet is no doubt a legend and great, you know what I mean? But she is for another gen, another generation. The two different generations. But no matter, here's the thing. No matter how great someone is, the way that industry is set up, someone younger and brighter, and I'm sorry, somebody, someone younger and brighter is always going to come along and take the spotlight. That's just how it goes. Well, my thing is, it doesn't mean that you have to diminish or discredit the previous person. Because I really didn't like when people was trying to compare Beyonce and Janet. Like, no, you know, hell, Beyonce, Michael and Janet paved the way for for the Beyonce's, you know what I mean? And the, the ushers and all of them, you know? So it's like, don't even compare. Just, just show respect, you know what I mean? And hell, Beyonce even has said that Michael Jackson, she was inspired by Michael Jackson. So, and I want to say too, when it comes to Joe Jackson, Janet's father, um, Janet spoke, she spoke very highly of him, which she should, that's her father. And, um, I will say it's parents like, um, Joe Jackson and, um, uh, Matthew Knowles, which is Beyonce's father. It's parents like that, that I, I think, um, I really have to, to, you know, I really have to say that I think it's wonderful that they saw something in their kids and they, you know, uh, they invested into them. They, they, they did whatever it took to get their ch- child to hell who to, to, for us to see who, who they are, for us to know them as we know them. Um, you got, oh, Usher's mom was the same way. Usher's mom, Britney Spears father. I mean, there's so many of them. And I always say, if you see a talent in your child, you have to hone in on that talent because you never know who you could be raising. So anyway, um, so the documentary started out, she's, you know, she's in the car, she's riding down the street and she saw this mural. She saw this mural. I thought it was so sweet and sentimental when she was riding down the street and she saw a mural of her brothers when they were the Jackson five and she got emotional. And I'm like, Oh, you know, it was so sweet. Um, the street Jackson, the Jackson street was not named after them. Although we always thought that and hell when they had that song, 2300 Jackson street, you know, I kind of, we all thought, well, hell, you know, but she basically cleared that up that that street was not named after them, after them, that street in Gary, Indiana was always there. Um, so yeah, but, um, yeah, so I feel like, 
it, it was it was just time for her to tell this story um you know because in life you've been by 55 you've been through some highs and some lows so it's like yeah you got a lot to say um but i did wonder why did why was she covered up like that in her confessionals y'all she was covered up like like a big winter storm was coming or something i don't know it just mm, she had a big old winter hat on and then i mean she was just like covered up like a big old um, she had a big old sweater on and I was just like, well, maybe where she's at is cold in that house or something. I don't know, but it was just weird. I thought it was really, really weird. Um, like I said, maybe it was just real cold, but she was bundled up, honey. So anyway, I thought it was interesting that they grew up in a 670 squeak. I'm sorry. I said squeak <laughs> a 670 square foot house with nine kids and so obviously janet didn't even have a bedroom um nine kids in a 670 square foot house oh my gosh but you know what that wasn't uncommon back in them days for black folks it wasn't i back then there was a lot of there were a lot of big families in the black communities and they were um they were uh, stuffed into like small houses I mean, and I think part of it was because it was still kind of like during a time um, where, you know, it just wasn't favorable for blacks, you know? So I don't know. It was just, I I just, I just noticed that that, that seems kind of like that wasn't like a, that wasn't a, um, it wasn't an uncommon thing for, for a big family to be in a, a small house like that. See, she, Janet, she was such a cute baby. She was such a, she was a cute baby. She was a cute little girl. Uh, she was a cute teenager and she was just a, a very humble girl. She still looked the same. She still, she's one of those people that don't really look different. Um, not at all. She still looks pretty much the same. Um, she spoke, like I said, she spoke very highly of her father. I wonder why they called their father by his name. They always called him Joseph and they called their mom mother. Like they called her mom, but they didn't call him dad. They always called him Joseph. Hmm. And I thought it was interesting that she said that she didn't experience her father the way that she felt she should have or the way that she saw other little girls experiencing their father. And I think that it was that's unfortunate for them because that was the case for all of them. You know, their father was pretty much their manager. They they only knew him as their manager, it seems like, because he started them out so young, basically um, training them to be who they became. And that's unfortunate in a lot of ways because as children, children deserve to have a childhood. But again, I do, like I said, I I did just give him props for uh, seeing something in them and, and, and actually honing in on it. But at the same time, everything's come, everything comes with a price as we know. So like fame and celebrity, that shit comes with a price. There's something you're going to have to um, miss out on in life. Uh, Beyonce was the same way. You know, she was, there was a lot of things Beyonce didn't get to do because Beyonce started out young as well. I don't think Beyonce went to prom and stuff like that. She didn't get to enjoy the things that, um, typical teenagers enjoy. So it's just a sacrifice that they had to make. And so with the Jacksons, again, like I said, they started out very young. And the only thing about that is I feel like when you miss out on a childhood, like that you're at some point sometimes you you want to go back and recapture that childhood i think that was part of michael's problem i really do i think that was a big part of his problem as to why he you know kind of 
you know, he still wanted to stay a kid. And I think the show business, I kind of want to say it's not a place for a kid, but there were a lot of kids in that business, not just the Jacksons, but at the same time, like there's, it's a, it's a lot to, it's a lot to, it's a lot of load. It's a lot of load to carry. And I think that Michael wanted to kind of hide behind um, childlike things to kind of escape from the the demands of that industry or, you know, the things that came along with it that 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 didn't feel good to him. You know, certain decisions that you, you he, he might have had, you know, or just things that he had to do just to stay, you know, just to be who he was. You know, he was a child, but at the same time, he had to perform all the time. And I'm pretty sure they enjoy performing. But at the same time, you can't tell me that. I mean, because hell, sometimes it gets overwhelming to an adult who's in the industry. So you can't tell me how for children, um, how it might have been. Because you got to you got to think they're, they're They were children. I don't care how talented they were. They were children. So they 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 yearn to do children things, you know um play children games and just do the things that children do but they couldn't do that because they had to rehearse and all that kind of stuff and travel so i can imagine stuff like that probably took a toll on michael in some type of way it probably took a toll on a lot of them but everybody expresses things differently so like we saw michael with the neverland ranch and uh, the, the the having the the pet what, what was it bubbles um what, what was that a uh um his, the monkey or whatever or chimpanzee whatever but you know he had bubbles he had the whole peter pan theme of uh never wanting to grow up and not you know what i'm saying like that to me that tells me that that's somebody when i see an adult kind of you know kind of uh resorting to childlike um things or whatever it that tells me um either there's been some trauma there as an adult or whatever, or there's something that's lacking. There's something that he felt deprived of. And I think it was his childhood. I think he felt deprived of his childhood. So anyway, um, so also we saw that, uh, J- the Jacksons experienced racism after they moved to California. I'm so glad they got the hell out of that nine bedroom house. I mean, I'm so, ooh, we not the nine bedroom house. I'm sorry. I'm so glad they got the hell out of that two bedroom house, 670 square footage, a two bedroom for nine people. Okay. Not well, uh, the house actually, uh, you know, a house of a family of 11, but nine children. And they said that there was another child, um, but that child died, died when they were, um, when, when it was a baby. So, but yeah, but nine kids, oh my gosh. But anyway, so they, uh, they moved to California, honey, moved to Cali, got a bigger, better house, but hell, the neighbors wasn't too uh, keen on having them there because they were black. Okay. Cause that was still during them times, you know? So, um, Janet said that, you know, she experienced racism. She was even called the N word and. Um, you know, uh, at the schools, the teachers and people wanted to play in her hair because it was different. Oh my gosh. Rubbing on her skin to see if the black rubs off. Like why people were so damn ignorant back. I mean, let me me not. And I want to say it like that, but sometimes they, it seems like they acted kind of ignorant back then towards black people. What are you rubbing somebody's skin for to see if it's going to rub off? What? No, it doesn't rub off. <laughs> the hell? But anyway. 
anyway so yeah and that was interesting because we never knew that that they experienced that type of stuff you know people telling them go back to your country so mean just so mean I thought it was so cute to see her dancing and performing with her brothers. Oh my gosh. I'm all for siblings being close and things like that. So I, I think that's why I really thought it was so cute. And, you know, it, it, it was just, you know, um, it was cool to see that she, you know, she had a closeness with her siblings. They all seemed like they were pretty close, regardless of their age gaps and everything. Um, now, she then they showed her when she got the role as penny on good times uh, she played as penny which was uh, an abused child by her mother which was played by kim field's mother okay i remember tootie from the facts of life and uh regine from living single well yeah her mom her real life mom is who played janet's mom on good times and I'm going to tell you something. That was a classic episode on Good Times when she was getting beat and her mama had burnt her with the iron and everything. That was such a classic episode on Good Times. Um, so, yeah. It, it, what I thought also was interesting is that um, I thought it was interesting to learn that Janet saw marriage as a way to get under get from under her father's uh, controlling thumb. You know, her father was very controlling and he controlled her life pretty much. She had no creative control of her music career at all. You know what I mean? She she said he chose her first her album cover and she didn't even like it. So and then not only that, but she was basically thrown into the industry. She said she never knew that she would be performing with her brothers or whatever. She was just told that she would be performing. Then she was told that she was going to sing because um, Janet had plans to go to college and everything. But her father found a uh, tape of her singing on it. And he said he he decided, oh, no, you're going to sing. She had, like I said, she had plans to go to college, but her father said, no, no, you're not going to college. You're going to sing. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know how I would have survived if I had, uh, if my mom or dad was that, that, that controlling and just, he was like a, he, their father seemed like a dictator. Like it, like it was just, I, oh, Janet, she has to be a sweet girl because she didn't even seem like she was like super rebellious because she could have been i don't know she seemed like she respected her parents well that's so that's a good thing she seemed like she respected them really 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 well i mean you know of course as she got older she got to a point of wanting to rebel but it still wasn't as it wasn't on a level that i've seen people rebel you know what i mean so like i said she felt like she needed to get the hell away from hell from under her father's thumb so she got married. She got married. She married uh, James DeBarge, which she had been dating since she was like 16. No, wait a minute. She secretly got married to James DeBarge. Okay. Secretly. So they got married in um, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, which she said he never even proposed or gave her a ring. So hmm, that was interesting. But after they got married, they came back to their hotel and he left her there to go get high. She said he left her there for hours. What would you do if you just married somebody and y'all just got married and you find out they got a drug habit like that? Like when you turn around and get divorced, like literally like the same damn day or get it annulled or whatever you got to do. Well, would you, or would you just try to stay and work it out? Man. But, um, so they were married for about, they were married for about a year 
and she talked about how you know he had that drug habit which i hate to say this but the the whole debarge family i don't know if y'all have seen their their story but the the whole debar the, the most of the debarge family had a had a um issue with drugs and stuff and i thought their family story is so is, I, I you know i know every family has their their ups and downs or whatever or i mean every family has their their you know it's family so it's people so you're gonna have maybe somebody's an alcoholic maybe somebody's a drug addict or whatever you're gonna have that in your families and not so i'm not talking about the debarges like that but i just thought their story was just so tragic and sad you know um man but um so she's going through this with James DeBarge. And he must be one of the one of the DeBarges that they don't ever talk about. Because I had never, I knew she was, I always knew that Janet had married a DeBarge at one point. But I never knew which DeBarge. I knew it wasn't El DeBarge. And I knew it wasn't Chico DeBarge. Which I like Chico's music. I, I do. I like Chico's music. Um, I, I came across some of his old stuff or whatever. And I was like, you know, he had a different sound to his music. But anyway, so um janet said that um they even had a moment where they were like fighting over the pills and stuff or whatever um her and um james you know it's just unfortunate but um so they ended up after a year she got they got the marriage annulled or whatever and she said that she think that that was like the start of her dealing with men who had like you know just deeper issues you know drug habits and things like that um she did talk about how close she and michael had always been but around the time when he went solo and he did his i think it was his thriller album in 1982 she noticed a shift in their relationship and we'll never know why that would have been because michael's not here to even talk about it and she obviously didn't know why this shift happened um but and, and it might not have been any, anything bad you know on michael's part but it's just maybe his he was going through things with the career and everything so i don't know because she said that they usually would sit and t- sit in the car and he would um he valued her opinion on his on his music so he would they would listen to the music from front to back you know and uh but she said when he got to that point of that out al- with that album he didn't even you know he didn't do that with her so i don't know um sometimes don't it just seem hard to believe that michael jackson is dead i don't know it's just like man it's just, and it's been since 2009 so um she um she ended up firing her father she talked about that how she fired joseph or whatever about in 1985 and then she began working with jimmy jam and terry lewis okay so she began working on the control album uh, of course the control album was inspired by where she was in her life in terms of you know just wanting to be in control and i mean can you imagine though can y'all imagine uh having a controlling father like that but all and also you know the jacksons were brought up as jehovah's witnesses and that's a pretty strict religion as well so man i don't know i probably would have been woof just man i would have probably got wow when i finally got from under my parents roof under uh, i mean for real damn yeah i think about it this girl had to share probably everything. I mean, she lived in a house with nine, well, you know, eight other siblings or whatever. You know, probably had to share every damn thing. Never had her own bedroom. Just then she had a controlling father. Like, oh my gosh, like, damn. But 
it's it's just funny i remember as a kid and seeing the control video and i remember it started out with her going back and forth with her mom or you know her the fictitious mom and dad or whatever and talking about you know i'm i'm moving out i'm i mean i can vague, i vaguely remember the damn video it's been so long but i remember her like moving out of her parents house but even as a kid i knew that that song seemed like it had to have some truth to it like it had to be um kind of like a truth to her real life or whatever and boy do i remember that era honey because that was the era if i'm not mistaken where you know she had uh she made nasty boy <laughs> don't mean a thing <laughs> oh you nasty boy and what have you done for me lately both of them oh both of them with some crazy ass hits okay so yeah she yes that was the shit <laughs> but um so yeah so then um um not too long after that she ended up marrying renee which he documented most of her life like he was into videography and stuff because he was also a, a lot of times he directed a lot of her videos and um so a lot of the footage that we saw on this on this documentary had been documented like for like a decade because you know she was married to renee for like nine years so he documented a lot of this footage that we saw and it had never been seen until now i thought that was pretty cool that's why i like videography myself because you capture you know you capture moments or whatever and, and i'm pretty sure she never thought that one day she would be looking back when she turned 55 and be doing a, a documentary of her life so those that all that footage came in handy you know so um but renee he didn't talk on her documentary but he let her use the footage i don't know maybe i don't know but anyway uh, and oh let me tell you what else i noticed she didn't mention nothing about bobby brown honey heard that little flame her and bobby brown had she didn't mention nothing about that maybe she felt it wasn't worth a mention i mean hell we already knew because bobby brown put it in his damn uh his damn movie but anyway because honey before that i never knew that bobby and janet had smashed a time or two or whatever <laughs> and i think it was when she got engaged to renee because i remember on the movie when her and bobby had smashed or whatever bobby brown was feeling some type of way because he was really feeling her but she was engaged or whatever and i think he bobby had said something like oh what i'm too dark because at the y'all remember there was a there were rumors that janet liked white men or light men or whatever like she didn't like dark men that was the rumor or whatever so um but yeah so yeah but she ain't mentioned nothing about bobby in this thing uh-uh she ain't say shit um <laughs> um but anyway so so then you know they they talked about i'm just kind of kind of highlighting the moments that they kind of talked about so then we talked that she talked about how she could never escape from being under michael's shadow which i mean i can imagine you know i can imagine that would have been annoying because i believe solange Knowles go through the same thing with beyonce being under beyonce's shadow i, I mean i think there's just sometimes that you I think if I if I was under a sibling's shadow like that, if I was famous, I, I think I would just have to accept it. Okay, this is this is my brother or sister, and he or she is just more famous than I. It's just it's one of those things where you know, I mean, because if you don't want to be under their shadow and you don't want to ever be compared, I mean, then I mean, don't get into the same industry that they're in. I mean, but 
you got to follow your dreams as well. So if that is your dream, but th- I mean, you just have to suck it up. I mean, but you just have to just be great in your own way, which Janet ended up doing is being great in her own way. Um, and a sidebar, I've never seen Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis not in a suit until they showed the footage of her in the studio um, when they were working on her Rhythm Nation to on her Rhythm Nation album and she was getting irritated with them or whatever. I said I had never seen Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis in a dang on uh, outside of a suit until that moment. <laughs> I want to see. You know what? I don't know much about them too. I want to see something on them. We net we always see them featuring on because they don't work with some. Oh my gosh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Now they are legends. They damn selves. Oh my goodness. But we don't know. I don't know nothing about them. Nothing. I know um, from this documentary that they also they sung with Morris Day or whatever. But that's it. I don't know nothing. About, I don't know nothing about their personal. I don't know shit about them. I ain't never seen no no documentary on them or nothing. But anyway. So, um, yeah, so, um, she talked about that, not being able to escape Michael, being out of Michael's shadow. And I mean, it was even times where she would do interviews and they would ask her about Michael. I mean, I mean, yeah, like I said, I can imagine it, but I also get it too. I mean, he was the bigger star, you know, he was, I mean, he came and he was doing his thing before she did. So, you know. But um, the Rhythm Nation album was a huge album. The tour was huge. I remember that. I remember that. I mean, everybody was wanting to wear that hat with a ponytail hanging out. Like Janet, you know, she. Oh my God, Janet was she was just bad. Okay. But um, they were talking about how she didn't let the let the record label know that that was going to be a socially conscious album. You know. Um. But yeah, I, I remember that Rhythm Nation too. I remember that. So that was pretty much part one of the documentary. So then we move over to part two. Um, Janet finally got her um, Hollywood Walk of Fame and everything. And then they talked about how she did Poetic Justice with Tupac. They didn't talk about her wanting Tupac to do that AIDS test. I remember that um, they said she, she made him take an AIDS test before she would even do a kissing scene with him. And then Tupac said she dissed him after the <laughs> after the movie. She he said he thought that they had became friends and shit. After that, after the movie, she got her number changed. <laughs> she said he tried to call. He said he tried to call, and it was like the number you have reached. <laughs> Damn, Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, she said, uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't trying to be cool with you like that. But um, so yeah, um. And, um, by then, um, I think she had, yeah, she was with Renee by then. She had married Renee by then. And, um, like I said, she was married to Renee for a long time and he directed some of her videos. And uh, I must say he was a very confident, very, uh, secure man because I mean, he had Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, y'all know that was her fame. That's the most famous fucking line ever. So I just, you know, keep saying that or whatever, (laughs) but, um, he had Janet. Okay. He had Janet. Don't it seem like that little line. It's just that every time you say Janet, you just got to add that Miss Jackson if you're nasty. But, um, he had Janet. I mean, you know, a lot of dudes was wanting Janet back then. And I mean, you know, she had, a, I mean, shit. And he just seemed like he was just very still, he was very secure within himself. I mean, he directed some of the, he brought the sensual sexual side out of her and, you know, um, 
he just did like when he directed the one video where you know she was laying down and had the the guy touching all on her and stuff and he you know the guy put his hands down her pants and pulled out that um it was a song it was a soundtrack to poet just as matter of fact he pulled out the little thing or whatever and um you know renee was the one directing the shit so you know i'm not trying to be funny but renee didn't look like somebody janet would be with i mean i hate to say that but you know how some people look good together and i'm not saying that they didn't look good together but he just didn't look like somebody that i don't know it just i don't know but um then they did that sexy ass rolling stone cover uh which i thought that was really sexy i'm sorry i didn't really see anything wrong with that but reby you know because reby was on there too reby said that her and her her and mama jackson they did not like it well of course they wouldn't i mean they were brought up like i said they were brought up jehovah's witnesses so of course they ain't liking that they ain't looking like what the hell that is stuff like that is a no-no so you know um like i said i just couldn't imagine mm-hmm i don't know i just couldn't imagine growing up like in such a strict upbringing though i just mm-mm. and so anyway so anyway janice strikes a deal with uh, coca-cola she struck a deal with coca-cola but the deal fell through for janet because the day she was supposed to sign on the dotted line that's when those allegations against michael jackson hit oh my gosh so coca-cola said thanks but no thanks janet we're gonna go another direction so they did not um they didn't go with janet which was messed up because like she said she was guilty by association you know um now here's what i wonder okay now they asked her if she thought michael did it um you know she said no she said he would never do something like that and he doesn't have it in him um my thing is um I just wonder like i don't even know what really ended up happening with that whole case it was so much that was going on with that i mean plus i was a little younger and i mean i followed the story here and there but then again like i said you know so much shit come out over the years just kind of lose track of the shit and you know i was busy living my own life i wasn't keeping up with the shit for real like that i don't know did it ever was it ever really confirmed that he did do it well i mean he never got convicted he never got convicted obviously i don't know but i remember hearing something about um i remember hearing something about where they said that one of the accusers somebody committed suicide or something because they lied and they couldn't live with the guilt i don't know i'm gonna have to go look that shit up i don't know but um uh, michael wanted to do scream with um jenny i remember the song they did together scream i love how close they were i love the fact that she she and the rest of the jackson family supported him and stood by him because he really needed that you know um he really did and so um yeah and so also janet talked about how she struggled with weight loss i mean with weight issues um from the age of 10 and um she said that michael used to call her a pig and everything and you know i think you know as a person who have siblings myself you know i can relate to stuff like that siblings say the most harsh shit to one another like especially when you're young like that oh my gosh and kids can be mean period you know but man but she said that you know that really kind of hurt her feelings even though she knew it wasn't uh, you know it wasn't coming from a malicious place with michael but she said that deep down it kind of hurt because um she hell she already had the issue of the kind of like the insecurity of, of dealing with the weight issues anyway so um 
she says she's an emotional eater and so she always just kind of struggled with that and then her husband Renee he was controlling and used to tell her that she needed to look look a certain way look this way look that way and and that was pressure on her and I can imagine that a man always want you to look a certain way like all the time like Ooh, excuse me. Like you can't have a bad day, a bad hair day, a bad nothing day. You got to always be looking like, you know what I mean? So, um, but it came out that Renee had, um, an addiction to painkillers. So here we go again. She's, you know, her second husband had some type of addiction to some type of drug or whatever. So after nine years of marriage, they got divorced. And, um, I think a couple years later, she started dating, dating Jermaine Dupree. So now they can kill the rumor that that Janet just likes white men or light men or whatever. Because Jermaine Dupree, damn show, you know, he damn show black. He he damn show a black dude. Okay. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I thought they were one of those couples that I was surprised to see together. But I wanted them to. I wanted them to work. And Jermaine Dupree was so stupid. I'm sorry. He gonna sit up there and say how, um, because the guy asked him why they broke up, and he said, "Well, you know, I was being reckless." He said, "You know, because I was dating Janet. A lot of women wanted me more. Of course, women. Uh, it, it, it wasn't even that you were dating Janet. Whenever you with somebody, period. That's when other people want you more. You know. So I don't know. I just thought he was stupid for giving in to the to that. I, and maybe it's because. Jermaine Dupree, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna lie. Jermaine Dupree was not cute to me. I, I ain't gonna lie. It's like, oh my gosh, he is not cute. But I will say, he is pretty handsome now. I never thought I would, you know, say that about him. But he's pretty handsome now. And he, he's aging very well. He looks good. I mean, he's, look, he looks real good. Um, But I think maybe Jermaine was just used to the attention. I don't know. Um, I just thought that was stupid that he would... I don't know that he... I, I, I don't know. I just would think that he would have appreciated janet a little bit more and um and um yeah he also um i think i remember he tried to produce the album for her and that mug flopped okay and it was around the same time he produced uh mariah carey's emancipation of mimi which was banging that whole album is fucking fire i have it oh my gosh but honey jermaine just could not make that same magic happen with janet um, and I think he, I think it was when she had that Demita Joe album. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so, um, around when she was dating Jermaine, that's when the whole Super Bowl incident happened with Justin Timberlake. Um, she said that actually, <clears throat> excuse me, they asked her, did she talk to Justin around, you know, after that happened? And she said, yeah, she spoke to him one time and she said that she told him that he, that he shouldn't say anything because she didn't want any drama for him and that they were aiming all of the drama for her. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't know. So I feel like that whole Super Bowl incident was, it was just made too much a big deal of. It was, I don't think that they should have came down on her like that. And it seemed like it affected her career after that too. It really did for a long time. It seemed like it affected her career. But see, that's before cancel culture was called cancel culture. They pretty much had canceled Janet. And just like she was uninvited at that, you know, that same year, she was uninvited to the Grammys that year while Justin Timberlake was invited and scheduled to perform. That was some bullshit. Why did they do that? Like, why was it? I mean, like, for real. 
And like Jermaine Dupree said, I don't think she did it. I don't think that was done on purpose to garner no damn attention. This is Janet Jackson. She didn't never need to do nothing like that to gain to gain no type of publicity or no attention or whatever. Yeah, so that was crazy. That was just crazy, man. So anyway, um, yeah, that was just so messed up how they did her. It was just so messed up. But um. I want to say real quick too. Yeah, I really wanted her and Jermaine Dupree to work for some reason. I really did. I, they, because they seemed like one of those odd couples. But it was surprising. And I'm going to tell you, you know what? The Jacksons were so freaking famous that when I saw J- Janet was with Jermaine, I was like, what? They were so famous that this was back okay obviously of course it was before social media before celebrities and and regular people could you know nowadays celebrities and regular people actually kind of are able to kind of kind of communicate more than what we than anything in the past even like when it comes to like Instagram, where uh, uh, a person will comment on a celebrity's post and a the celebrity, they call it the clap back, stuff like that. But back in the day, you never really saw nothing like that. But it's like now social media, we have so many outlets that allows for regular people and, and celebrities to kind of kind of mingle just a little bit, even if it's like at a distance. So I'm saying that to say that the Jacksons were so famous to me that it you know, it was just surprising to see them <laughs> kind of mingle with regular people. So when, when I, when I saw Jermaine and Janet had got together, I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? She was Jermaine and she was in love with some Jermaine. And I thought it was interesting how she said that he was married to his work or whatever. Like he was a workaholic. Okay. He was working his ass off and she said he wasn't really spending no time with her. And I thought that was crazy because I remember seeing interviews back then when she was with Jermaine and she was, oh, she was in love with Jermaine Dupree. I remember she was like, that is my baby. Like, oh my gosh. You know, so I was just really kind of like surprised to hear that he wasn't spending time with her like that. Maybe he started out spending time with her when they first got together, but maybe, you know, after he kind of, after he knew he bagged her, he kind of started taking her for granted or whatever. But here's my thing. He, 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 didn't have time for her, but he had found time to cheat on her. You know what I mean? Like, that's why that whole not having no time, psh, I don't play that shit. Uh-uh. Because I know people make time for what they want to make time for. And honestly, I would have thought it would have been would have been the other way around. I would have thought that she wouldn't have had time for him like that. I mean, for real. I would have never thought that, you know, but whatever. So, anyway. Um... So after the whole Super Bowl incident or whatever, you know, people was tripping on Janet, but Tyler Perry decided to give, you know, Tyler Perry wasn't tripping. So he gave, he gave her a role in his, um, uh, why did I get married movie, which Janet did good. Janet is a good actor. She's a good actress anyway, for real, for real. But, um, so they did part one, but when they was doing part two, why did I get married two or whatever? That was when Michael passed. That was in 2009. That's when Michael passed. You know what I'm saying? And she got the call and everything. And, um, yeah, it was so sad. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember in the movie, you know, with her and, um, Malik Yoba, she had did that scene where, you know, she was going off her and Malik Yoba was, um, 
kind of like fighting or whatever. And uh, you could just tell that um, she had to reach down to that place of where, you know, the hurt about Michael or whatever. She said she, it took her a long time to accept, you know, that he had passed and everything. That was, that's so sad. It is just, yeah. Um, so then, you know, later on in life or whatever, she ended up having a baby at 50 and um she had a little boy she did not show us her little boy's face no because i believe he's like five years old now but no she didn't show him honey she did not show his face who is her husband now i need to look that up hold on let me look that up real quick who is janet jackson's husband um i would have liked for renee to get on there and talk um um i would have i would like um, let me see. Who is Janet Jackson married to now? Mana Al Mana Wissam. Wow. Hmm, she's been married to him since 2012. Hmm. Oh wow. He's like um hmm. I guess okay, so that's who she married to. Mm-mm. okay all right well let me okay so yeah y'all so um that was pretty much um the documentary or whatever i thought it was pretty good like i said um some of the stuff we knew but some of the stuff we didn't they showed a lot of footage and a lot of pictures uh, never seen or whatever which was cool um yeah so yeah that was it y'all so leave a comment or let me know did y'all enjoy it what did y'all think so i'm gonna go ahead and get off here y'all um and um i catch y'all in the next episode all right y'all i'm out of here All right, guys, that's a wrap. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now, don't be stingy. Go ahead and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow on social media. Remember, you might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.